Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, October 6th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, we're coming to these guys today from the press box at Progressive Field after the Guardians have finished their workout, uh, the Rays finished their workout. Uh, everything is set for Friday morning, <laughs> Friday afternoon, uh, the AL wildcard series opener uh, between the Guardians and the Rays, two teams that are pretty familiar with each other, two clubs, to managers, to rosters that have seen each other, uh, you know, recently this season. Uh, the the Rays come in on a, a nine-game road trip, uh, maybe not trending in the direction they would, would like to be as they're heading into the playoffs. Uh, the, the Guardians uh, feeling pretty good about themselves after wrapping up the season on Wednesday with a win against the Royals. Uh, this really shapes up for the Guardians to be in a good position uh, come noon on Friday when Shane Bieber takes the mound against Shane McClanahan. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, the, the Guardians come into the uh, into the wildcard series, you know, rolling 24-6 and six over their last 30, probably, the, what, the second-best 30-game run since 2017. The uh, Rays have been struggling. Um, you know, they dropped to the sixth seed on the, on the wildcard race. Um, but McClanahan is, you know, a very good pitcher, uh, but he is also, he came off the DL of the injured list, uh, in, in, uh, mid-September, made, uh, four starts, you know, went one and three in those four starts at a point, an ERA over five. So, uh, we'll have to see, but he sounded confident today in the interview room, said he's healthy and he's ready to go. Yeah, that uh, if you look back over the last three or four starts for Shane McClanahan, uh, you know maybe maybe it raises some eyebrows for for Rays fans. He's uh, uh, you know given up a few earned runs uh, across those starts. I think back to one start against the uh, the Astros, he, he got knocked around for five earned runs in, in four innings, uh, and you know that shoulder impingement. You know who, who knows he he says he's healthy, but you know hey Corey Kluber said he was healthy back in twenty seventeen. And we all know that that might not have been exactly the case. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think if you're looking at just the way these guys are trending and the way these pitchers are trending, Shane Bieber, uh, he gave up four runs in that last meeting with Tampa Bay uh, at the beginning of this 
this final homestand. Uh, it was sort of a sort of a fluke inning. Uh, you know, it, it, he gave up the runs, but it, that's sort of an outlier, I, I think, with with Bieber the way he's pitched uh, the the rest of the the time down the stretch. That was the only really blemish uh, for him in the, in the, those last you know dozen games or so. Uh, Bieber looked like in his last outing, he's feeling good about himself. He's in, in command, throwing the ball real well. Uh, this is this is the time for for Shane Bieber to come out and atone for, you know, the last time he was on the mound in a wild card series in this ballpark, and, and the uh, the Yankees uh, kind of took a little bit of the shine off of his uh, uh, Cy Young season. Yeah, definitely, uh, Joe. Um, you know, Bieber is uh, you know he's won five of his last six starts. He's he's won nine of his last thirteen starts. Uh, and he posted a 2.04 ERA along the way. Um, you know, in a, in a game against uh, the Rays on uh, September 27th, that can't, he gave up those four runs right after a rain delay, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so that may have played a part in it. But, yeah, he is definitely, you know, trending in the right direction. Uh, and a big, I think a big difference, you know, between uh, the 2020 60-game uh, sprint, there, there's going to be fans in the stands. Yeah. On, that will on make a, a Friday difference for show. sure. I think he's and he's he's looking forward to feeding off that energy and uh, feeding off the uh, energy of his teammates. And uh, you know, hopefully, he'll have a better result because Yankees kind of knocked him knocked him around a little bit. Yeah. Well, there might not be that many fans in the stands. <laughs> They're still trying to sell tickets for that Friday early game. Uh, Major League Baseball kind of kind of sticking it to Cleveland uh, once again, giving them the the noon starts for Friday and Saturday. Uh, well, we knew that the Mets were going to get the uh, the primetime slot, but uh, again, it makes it kind of difficult to sell out the ballpark when people got to work and and they didn't find out when the uh, when the start times were until two days before the game. Uh, let's, let's just a sort of break down the, the different units for these clubs. You know, uh, they they very much look similar. It, the Rays might have a little more experience having been in the playoffs. You know the last three four years uh, in, in a row, uh, so that experience is there. But they're also a young club, uh, as, just like the Guardians. The Guardians are the youngest club. Uh, their their offenses are, are kind of similar. Neither one of them hit very many home runs, but uh, the Guardians do a better job of striking out. I guess less than the uh, than the Rays do. Yeah, uh, you know that is their uh, you know kind of mo. They they don't strike out. They don't hit home runs. They run the bases like their hair's on fire, and uh, you know they generate offense that way. Um, you know the the Rays are a little, you know, have a little more orientation toward power, uh, but yeah, very similar. And you know the Rays have struggled to score runs, Joe, and mm-hmm. uh, we've seen Cleveland's offense kind of bogged down at times. But they've, uh, you know, during this stretch, they've done just enough to win, you know, to win, you know, the majority of their games. Yeah, I think the stat is uh, the Rays since September third have have averaged about three point three runs a game. They're they're really struggling to to push runs across, and 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 we saw that just sort of the way that they've sort of faded uh, after they locked up the the uh, playoff spot. They you know they had a chance to play their way into uh, potentially you know hosting a a wild card. Uh, you know, series, but, uh, you know, they faded out. They, they sort of realized that their, their fate was, was, uh, secured and that they were coming back to Cleveland. So, uh, they didn't necessarily play very well, uh, those last few games. And, and again, you got to believe just like Tito was saying, the, the last, you you don't want to come into the playoffs 
not playing your best ball. You want to you want to keep the engine revved and, and keep things going. Uh, we saw that yesterday with uh, with Jose Ramirez hitting, you know, collecting four hits in his last game. And I mean, that's a guy that you want to see get hot at the right time as you as you end the, the regular season and head to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, that was a great uh, you know a great way to kind of an exclamation point to the to a really uh, big regular season for. Uh, for Ramirez, what, 280, 29 home runs, 126 RBIs, f- over 40 doubles, I believe, uh, just, uh, you know, 43? 44. 44 doubles. Uh, so, you know, just a, kind of a, 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 except for the, uh, you know, the RBIs, you know, kind of a traditional uh, Ramirez season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and I think, uh, you know, the, the, these guys, this team, takes its cue from Ramirez and, you know, to see him go four for five, to see them what get, uh, I think maybe end up with 15 hits, I think, in against the Royals and score nine runs. You know, that's a good sign coming in to this series. Uh, you know, McClanahan, they faced him once uh, in his career. Uh, they beat him uh, earlier this season uh, when he was, uh, you know, when he was going good, when he was, you know, just coming off of the, uh, you know, the American League uh start in the all-star game right and you know the part of that was uh Stephen Kwan uh sparking them with the the bunt single at, at the top of the uh top of the lineup there uh Kwan uh finishes the season just below 300 had an opportunity in his last at bat uh on Wednesday to uh get over 300 but he got hit by a pitch and it was like one of those ones where he didn't really know if he got hit by the pitch yeah, yeah. and and he turned to the umpire and said hey I got hit he's going to first you know, Tito said that's that that's an example right there of a guy who plays the game the right way. He, he sacrifices himself for the team. He knows getting on base is important, so uh, it's more important than hitting three hundred uh, to him. And and he went ahead and did that. Uh, we we heard today in their their press conferences and their every every one of them that the the theme sounded the same from Shane Bieber to Stephen Kwan to Josh Naylor, who we talked to uh, about this team pulling for each other and you know loving each other and. You know, being behind uh, each other. Quan said in the minors, he heard all the way up through the minors that the big leagues, it's selfish. It's, it's you know, you got to look out for yourself and, and you know, do what's best for you. It's business, uh, baseball and business and all that. Uh, he said it's not like that here. It's like in college where, you know, when one guy does good, everybody else, you know, gets lifted up by it. And and that's sort of the feeling that this club uh, has. And, and Terry Francona echoed that. He said, how can you not like these guys? They play hard for each other. It's it's exactly the kind of feeling that you, you you want to see these guys do well. This is the story, man, for for Major League Baseball. This is the team that Major League Baseball should be promoting, not the the two hundred fifty million dollar payroll and uh, you know great you hit sixty two home runs. What does that get you? This is a bunch of twenty six guys who are all twenty five years old and they die for each other. They take a bullet for each other to win a baseball game, and that's to me that's what this is. Yeah, this is. Uh... Certainly that kind of team, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, just you, you feel that vibe in that clubhouse. And it's been that way, Joe, since the start of spring training. You know, they they knew they had something special, even though, you know, a lot of people on the outside looking in didn't. And uh, you talk to Bieber, you talk to Cal Quantrill, you know, th- th- those guys, they, they had a feeling that, that this, that I don't know if they had a feeling that this would happen, that they'd win 92 <laughs> no. games. But they certainly felt they were better than, you know, than they were given credit for. Uh, a reporter asked Josh Naylor, he posed the question this way in, in today's uh, media session. He said, uh, those games back in May when, 
or the game back in May when Naylor hit the two home runs against the White Sox, and he said, that's the game when a lot of your teammates pointed to it and said they really started to believe. And I almost turned around and, and told the guy he was crazy when he said that because that that's not the point when these guys started believing. These guys all started believing, like you said, back in spring training. What? When, how's Josh Naylor going to answer that question and say, oh, yeah, none of these guys believed we can do it up until I hit those home runs? That's That that was ridiculous. I, I, I You could tell that was a... Uh, drop-in media guy who who hadn't been with the team all year because I knew exactly which way that response from Naylor was going to go. Yeah, and it was a good response. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess you'd expect those guys to say that, you know, uh, given the fact if this was the first time they were saying it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they, they you know Bieber and Quantrill and those guys were talking like this in spring training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they had a sense, a fifth sense or a sixth sense, whatever you get from – you know, ball players get you know, on the, the vibe in the clubhouse. They knew uh, this team was going to be a little better than people thought. Uh, Cleveland's bullpen in the three-game series uh, against the Rays here at Progressive Field last week, uh, I, I believe it was something like 13 innings of work. They only gave up the two runs that uh, in, in extra innings in the first game Trevor Steffen gave up uh, in that loss, uh, and one of them wasn't even uh, an earned run. That was because it started with the the automatic runner on second base. Uh, I think 19 strikeouts, though, over those 13 innings, the the bullpen logged. Uh, Cleveland's bullpen dominated that series in this, the second and third games. Uh, and, and the Rays showed that their bullpen might be a little bit vulnerable. And now even more so with Colin Poche just went on the, uh, the injured list. They've got five, six of their regular relievers not available to them in this, this postseason run. Yeah, uh, they certainly, and they live and kind of live and die by their bullpen. So we'll have to see how that works out. They said I, I wasn't sure. Uh, Kevin Cash was talking about some relievers uh, today in a press conference that some guys were throwing had, had looked good throwing bullpens, and I don't know if these guys were coming off the injured list or not. So we'll have to wait if if uh, to see what the rosters uh, look like. Yeah, what they they have to be set by ten a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday more Friday. So uh, that brings us to another point is, you know, who do we think the Guardians are going to keep active and, uh, you know, have available for this three-game series uh, that begins Friday? Uh, the indication from, from Terry Francona, you know, early on was maybe they would go with like a 12-pitcher, 14-man uh, uh, position player uh, sort of look and, and set up knowing that a guy like Aaron Savali is is more useful to you if you leave him off the ale wildcard roster and if you advance you could add him on for the uh the division series and he could start game one if you need him yeah that makes a lot of sense with Savali he you know he pitched what twice in this last nine game homestand with that with that idea in mind uh, including you know throwing uh the season finale on Wednesday so you know if you do advance and you have to go three games against to win this against the Rays. He would be available to start Game One, what Tuesday? I think mm-hmm. uh, I believe in in New York against the Yankees. So that makes sense. Uh, you know, I think um, you know there, there's going to be some interesting moves. Uh, you know, does Will Benson make it? Uh, does uh, do they keep uh, Plesac in the bullpen? You know, we've talked about that before. We we both kind of had some doubts about that because he's just made the one one relief appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, whatever it is, they've got to get from twenty eight to twenty six. It doesn't seem like a lot, but a lot of 
machinations go into right. uh, I, I how mean, they want to set the roster, like you were saying. Do we want 14 position guys or 12 pitchers? Because you're not going to use that many pitchers in three games. Right. I mean, I think the the obvious answer is you 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 leave Savali and Plesak off of the, the roster, you, so you're able to keep Benson and Brennan on there. Benson gives you the dimension of, you know, late-inning defense, if you want, uh, can run the bases yeah. real well. Uh, it, it, it's just amazing to me. They, they'll have guys on the roster like Will Benson, Will Brennan, and Bo Naylor. Bo Naylor doesn't even have a hit in the big leagues yet, <laughs> and he's he's going to be on the, the, the postseason roster. Just uh, you know, to because of his ability to run the bases and and hit, uh, and and he got in there in a couple of games to in the late innings. Uh, I still can't picture Bo Naylor catching Emmanuel Classe yeah. in a in a decisive inning of a of a series. So yeah, uh, if, that, if that happens, Joe, you know uh, it's it's not a good it's not good <laughs> T- news. Tito overplayed his hand yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. Uh, if, if that comes to pass. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, without trying to be too confident which is is not where I'm trying to be here. But, you know, things look good right now. Now, 24 hours from now, when we're sitting here wrapping up uh, game one of the, the wild card series uh, in, in this same fashion, uh, you know, we, we might be talking about uh, something completely different. Uh, but everything that, that sort of, all the, the chess moves that Tito tried to make coming down the stretch after they clinched, you know, being so hot as they were to, to, to win all those games against the White Sox and the Twins. Uh, after that point, he had everything in front of him, those nine games, to sort of, you know, get guys rested, get guys in, in order, get your, your pitching all lined up. And right now it just looks like everything is in front of them and all they have to go do is, is you know, hope hope they don't pucker up. Hope they don't, uh, no. you know, you know stumble at, at, over something that they haven't done, you know, this season so far. And... If that's the case, then we're talking about moving on to New York after that. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's the postseason. You never know what in two thousand seven, I, I believe uh, they they went zero and six against the Yankees and then ended up beating them in the postseason. So anything can happen. Uh, but you know this team is kind of primed for for a good run, I think. Uh, and the the only thing that concerns me, Joe, a little bit is you know they they've been so hot. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw this in 2017 when they had that 22-game winning streak and they were so hot going into the postseason. And you, you kind of, I don't know, you know, the the, the laws of uh, average kind of kept, might catch up to you, but I, I don't get that same sense that they were the same team as 2017. I thought that team was kind of playing out of yeah. its mind. But well, this team has, has been more fundamentally sound and just... Here's the difference. Back to I, I think back to that 2017 team, and everybody said, "Oh well, they 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 won 22 games in a row. They they expended so much energy doing that and whatever. Oh, it was a good thing to lose that game so that you know they didn't have that hanging over them and every everything. That was a really veteran club. That was a club with a lot of experience. You know, we're talking about you know guys bringing their kids into the clubhouse yeah. after the game, that kind of stuff. Uh, this is not that club, and 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 Tito knows that." And has preached all throughout this this sort of uh, like you said limbo period after yeah. clinching the uh, uh, the division. Uh, we've got to keep playing the game the same way, keep doing it the right way, the way that we know how. He's reminded them and stayed on them so much about it. Uh, he didn't have to do that with the veteran guys, and I don't think he thought he had to do that with the veteran guys. Maybe if he had done that with the veteran guys back in 2017, you know, they would have just run right through the Yankees and not even not even worried about it. 
But uh, this feels different in terms of I think he's more aware of that sort of letdown, yeah. uh, you know, situation. And I don't think he's going to let that. He said today the way these guys play, the way their their brand of baseball and the the run the bases and the you know string together hits and and put the pressure on the defense. He said it energized him. It's energized him all year, and he's he, this is what he loves to do. So, uh, you know, just put it all on Tito right now. Give it, put all your all your faith and all your hope in in that guy. And and you know, come Sunday if we're if we're talking about uh, moving on, then you know he did his job. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a run, and you know, just a different kind of. Just a you know a different kind of run than that we've seen in the past in the postseason. You know the way they've done it. You know pitching, bolt, w- pitching with and late innings and and comeback wins and extra inning wins and uh, now just one thing. What do you think? Uh, not having the uh, the automatic runner in the postseason is going to change change anything because they've been so successful if, using it. If there's one team that it hurts more than any other team, I think it's Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think uh, not having the automatic runner in extra innings during the postseason uh, takes away. And now, not every game that they play is going to be played here in Progressive Field, so you know it's you get the the walk off ability is yeah. is not there all the time, but. But you look at James Karinchak is 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 the perfect pitcher for uh, a situation with a runner on base behind you. He he can he can strike three guys out. Yeah, you know he might walk three guys to do it, <laughs> but he's going to strike three guys out in an inning. So, uh, yeah, just that that will be different. That's yeah, hopefully we don't go to any extra. We don't want to yeah. go to any extra inning games. Come on, hopefully please. that doesn't come into play and hopefully too much. the rain holds off tomorrow. If anybody's listening, just oh. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up for uh, today's edition of the podcast. We'll be back after uh, Friday's game and after Saturday's game to tell you all about it here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast.